The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Match. A roundtable of Cowboys insiders. Dropping wisdom. And offering sizzling takes. On the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. So what do you get when you get a Kevin, a Hegma, a Nick, and a John in one room? You get a medium ass. Come on, guys. That was, that was a lob, all right? But I got John Machota, and I'm not going to say you're from Atlanta. I'm going to say oh. you're from the Atlantic because I think that's what I said last time. I think I, I, did, said, oh, yeah, I said yeah, John yeah. Machota from Atlanta. No, I think you said, no, you said the, the, um, the Atlantic instead of did I? the Athletic. That's I swear to God, I thought you said you were from the yeah. Swats or something no, no. like that. No, and, and my man Kevin Gray from 105.3 The Fan. Sir? What do, brother? How are you? I'm good, Good man. to be in here with you. And uh, some guy named Nick What's Eatman. What's up, man? What's up, baby? <laughs> What's going on, man? Hey, listen, when, you, when you're on with me... It's going to be all energy. So if you came in here low, if you wasn't feeling good, I'm sorry. I got to break it up a bit. It's going to be like this for 45 minutes. But when I do a show, I ask the same question. I'm sorry. I just check on my people, make sure everybody's fine. Check on your mentals to see how you're doing. How's your mind? You're not, you know, everything is good in the hood. Nick, I'll start with you. How are you today, oh, sir? Oh, man, I'm doing exceptionally well. Thanks for asking. And, um, you know, I... People say it all the time. You've seen it all, right? And I was like, no, no, I have not seen a, a Super Bowl, NFC Championship game, or a road Cowboys win in the playoffs. Hmm. So, Hadn't seen that. You've been here for a while, though. 24th season, <laughs> never seen them win on the road. Oh, man. Saying, <laughs> saying it's high nice, time, huh? Be nice to flip the script. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start this out positive. Kevin, how are you today? I'm good, man. This is the uh, second of three jobs that I'm working today. So okay. I got a radio show at uh, 7 o'clock tonight on 105 for awesome. the fans. So doing a lot of work in today. Day, but like, I'm happy to be here, like man. Like Chris Arnold back in the day. I, you know, if Chris can make it, you know, 40 plus years in the business, I can do half as good as him, then I'm doing okay. He has many jobs. Yes. John, how are you today, sir? I'm good, man. No complaints. I, I agree with Nick. I haven't been covering the team as long as him, but I was. it would be nice to cover some of those things he mentioned. I'll even take it less than maybe just seeing him beat Tom Brady. You know, one of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's another yeah. one. Defeat but Tom no, Brady, that'd be fun. Outside that'd of that, no, I'm doing good. Doing good. <laughs> How about well, you? How are you doing? Man, I'm wonderful. What yep. are you talking about with y'all, man? Good, baby. No complaints. Um, I got to get reactions for you guys from last night's uh, college football game. There was a college football game last Is night. Is that what that was? That was what that was. Oh, and okay. I, Come on, guys. Help me out here. Mm. I don't want to put a negative spin on this. I wanted to, you know, really kind of feel how you felt while you were watching it, John. 65-7, what do you got? Um, just to be completely honest, so I'm a diehard Florida State football fan. And yeah. I can tell you right now, if you told me Florida State could make the national championship game, but they have to get blown out by that, I'd say I don't want to make the national championship game. I would rather not make the national championship game than have that happen. That's, that's how I felt watching that. I'm like, all the good mojo you got from a great season like that, and yes, that is amazing. But to, to do that in, the, in that big of a moment, I mean, I, mean, I, I have a hard time with 35-7. to 7, But when you start getting in the 60s, 60? I mean, hey, hey, people are listening, TCU fans. You can say whatever you want, and that's fine. But I know that there's plenty of you listening out there that agree with me. That there's a part of you that's just like, maybe if we just went none of it after the Michigan game, we'd be fine with it. I think the thing that stood out to me the most was the speed and the athleticism difference between both teams was on full display last night. And the SEC proved once again why they are head and shoulders above the rest when it comes to college football because – Max Duggan was under siege all night right. last night. And so much so, even the backup dudes for Georgia were getting after him. So, yeah, the SEC's dominance was just proven. How long did it take, to you, take you to see that difference in athleticism? 
Um, probably after Brock Bowers was a monster in the first half. Mm. He had a couple of catches on the on the first drive. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, this is what time it is tonight for Georgia and TCU. And he didn't make a huge impact against Ohio State. Not yeah, least, not the impact that you thought he would. Yeah, so he came out early and they were going to him. I was like, Oof. and what's scary about Bowers time. is he's just a sophomore. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's frightening. He's just yeah. a sophomore. Yeah, one more year. For yeah, him, he'll be out. Yeah, yeah. For me, um, you know, and I, I, I've taken a lot of grief about this in the last few weeks um, because I, I said it publicly that Alabama deserved to go in over TCU. Absolutely, that's what I felt. Um, I know that's what Vegas felt. I mean, Vegas, you know, they just this is a better football team, but they lost their games. They lost the two, you know, road games, whatever. I also thought if TCU was in like the SEC, they would play the December twenty seventh, you know, bowl game. Um, just the way that they played, I just didn't think that they belonged on the same stage. And for the everything that happened, like this is such a cool story. Cause, you know, the reason why it was such a cool story is the reason why it ended the way it did because they just didn't belong. But no one did, to be honest. No one in the SEC could really do that. Missouri, give them credit. They, 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 they. That's they right, had a game. That's right. That's right. They did. They, That's right. But uh, you know, Missouri's a below-average team. Right. Yes, we were with the below we average record. I yes. mean, you know, that's the way it is. And and but but Georgia wanted to win so bad, and they wanted to make a statement. And man, they did. Nick, there was nothing in that TCU Michigan game that you saw from TCU. Yeah, the way that they put it on Michigan. Did you say like, oh, oh, like like the, the well, light bulb come on a little bit that nah, they could win that game? I was mad at the committee, honestly. Put Michigan and Ohio State against each other because that's what they're supposed to do, two versus three. TCU, if you're going to keep them in, they're definitely the four. they got to play number one. It doesn't matter if Michigan and Ohio State already played two, three. I mean, it doesn't matter. But you know what they wanted, though. They wanted the Michigan-Ohio State National Championship game. That's where all the money, all the ratings come in at. That's that's my my big argument with all that stuff that I was – I got an argument with Clarence about this last week is uh, back in the workroom as I go. When it it comes to college basketball and college football, like the Cinderella – it just doesn't win at all. Cinderella, Cinderella can get to the final ball. Cinderella does not win at all. And so he starts coming at me with some Villanova 80 stuff. I'm talking, I'm talking modern era, like in the last 20, 30 years. You know, Butler has gotten to the national championship game twice. They've gotten close. I mean, they almost had a half-court shot to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But in the end, Cinderella does not win at all. It hasn't in a long time. It has – it's back – you have to go mid-80s since that's happened. Guys, yeah, is it bad that, that – like, I remember that game. No, and that's and that's and that's fine. But if you're way, com- back, way back, when. I'm just saying it's not it's not somewhere no, I'm right. just like, oh, let me just go ahead and change all of my thinking. You're right. I think that this Villanova. I mean, look at the way college sports are played nowadays. To even compare anything to the way it was in the '80s is silly to me. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't happen that way anymore. And if I want to make you feel bad, uh, Phil Collins in the air tonight turned 42 today. <laughs> So the song, dude. the song, turn for the song that make everybody in the whole world thinks that they're a drummer. But when that happens, everyone, you, you look, I always turn and look at like in, in the crowd, or whatever. And, you know, some guy is just like air drummer. Yeah. Yeah. He hits the girl next to him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, look, this is uh, – I wanted to get your reaction. It hadn't had a media mash since uh, the Sunday loss uh, in, in Washington, D.C. to the Commanders. And if you guys heard the interview today on 105.3 with, uh, with owner and general manager Jerry Jones, and he specifically stated when asked about Mike McCarthy, uh, about his job security mm-hmm. in the event of a complete Chernobyl meltdown uh, this Monday, his words were emphatically, no! 
don't even want to go into it, don't even want to mm-hmm. talk about it. <laughs> Guys, when you heard that, and, and obviously knowing everything that's at stake and the way that this season has gone, do you put faith in that no, or do you feel as though this Monday is very pivotal to Mike McCarthy? That statement meant absolutely nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what for one, just on the baseline of what is an owner going to say in that situation? I mean, I guess there is a possibility that you could say, Mike well, yeah, got no, a guy who coach for his win, job on Monday night. Then, then you're out of a job. But that is very, very unlikely. I mean, the, the chances of an owner saying that in any sport right before your biggest game of the year and really the biggest well, game they're going to have played in a long time, that, is, that, is, that would be a lot for him to say that. And Jerry Jones is notorious for telling you that just because I said it doesn't make it so. And so, you know, if they, if they went and – oh, I'll just say this. The way that – if it looks like it did in D.C. next Monday in Tampa – I, I, nothing that Jerry said today is going to matter on how he's going to feel Monday night, Tuesday morning. What were you going to say, sir? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right about that. And and another another thing is, do you think that anyone in the media will ask the players tomorrow in, in the locker room this week? Like, the, Jerry Jones said that, that, you know, he's got faith in Mike McCarthy. What do you think? I don't think anybody would ask that question. But if he said, go win it, go win it, let's see. Yeah. And then it becomes a question in there, and then it becomes a distraction. So you're right; they're just not. He's you're not going to say anything other than, "Yeah, I have I have confidence in the team and all that." Because I I do believe he has confidence. They will go and beat the the Bucks this week. Yeah, I think my thing is Mike McCarthy wasn't brought here to win games from September to December. His resume says he can get this done beyond January. Right. And if that doesn't happen for a second year in a row, and you let you know, a guy who's two years short of an AARP card, you know, piece you up on Monday Night Football, (laughs) you know, then I don't know what we're doing here when it comes to McCarthy. And I think what the job that he's done the last couple of years has been remarkable. I mean, 24 wins the last two years. I mean, that's fantastic. But at the same time, he was brought here to win deep into the playoffs. And there should be real conversations, I think, about his job status if that doesn't happen on Monday night. And Nick, I'll ask you this. I mean, you've you've as close to the team as you are, just knowing Mike the way that he's, you know, gotten this team to perform. This is another twelve and five season. We've been through the abysmal seasons for the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. the proverbial perpetual five hundred. Uh, endings of seasons. Here you have Mike McCarthy coming in and basically building this team team the way that it is. Do you look at that question even as an insult for a guy that's pretty much getting you to this position now uh, in back-to-back playoff appearances? Um, you can be insulting if you want, but but the reason why the question was asked is, is because Jerry has a history of not only doing this, he fired Chan Gailey after two playoff years he also did not answer the question last year when he was asked afterwards about it. So the reason why it got asked is because Jerry might give you the answer that that you want to you know that you want to hear. Do I think it's fair for Mike? No, I don't. I, do I think he should he should lose his job? No. The players love him. That's the thing. The players love him because he takes care of the players. He takes care of their bodies. He understands them and he relates to them. And he also has done a nice job. We, we talked about this on the break this morning. Of the 50 games he's played, I think we counted a, a full season, pretty much 16 games without your starting quarterback. Right. And, 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 he, and they, he's done a good job of getting this team rallied together. So, no, I, I don't. I don't think it is. I don't think it's it's a fair question, really, for him. But but I understand why they did it. I know the guys that did it, and I don't I don't blame them for asking. But I just don't think it it, it should be asked. Yeah. But we know why it was. I'm also not a big believer in. Up, oh, didn't go where we wanted. Coach, you're gone. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a plan. And work. so my yeah. next part of my plan is, 
if you want him out or you think he should be gone, who do you want? Because there aren't obvious answers out there. Sorry, there just aren't. When I when I get these odds sent to me every morning on favorite for Colts job, favorite for Broncos <laughs> job, I roll through them and there aren't there's not one name that pops out where I'm like, woof. If the Cowboys could get guy. their hands on that guy, that would man. If they could only get Jim Harbaugh in the building, we'll just oh, turn Lord. it all around. You know, like, wow. like there's just no, yeah. there's just not that obvious answer there. And and as I'm, I'm a fan of Sean Payton. I think he, Sean Payton's a good coach, but I don't know that there's a. Well, if they're standing there together and 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 they're like, you can hire either one, Mike McCarthy or Sean Payton. It's very close to me to begin with, let alone the fact that. Now you give got to give up picks and then make him the highest co- coach ever? Like, wait, no, and, and no, I'm good. Change everything? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I'm all yeah. set. Yeah, exactly. And that's the other part is just change everything that 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 is go- that you have going on. So um, if there was some, you know, like you were around when, and obviously you guys have seen it, when when they went and got Parcells. I mean, that's a clear cut. You go and get, yeah. it's like, yeah, this is obvious. I mean, if you get a chance to get Parcells, you go get him or something. Or let's say, uh, let's say Sean McVay led the Rams to the Super Bowl this year again. They won back-to-back. And you're like, man, Sean McVay says he's leaving the Rams. He just always wanted to coach the Cowboys. Coming off of two consecutive Super Bowl wins, it'd be hard to – they're just – I'm sorry. When you look at those odds, they're just hard to look at them and be like, oh, this guy's the answer right here. Go get that guy. I just feel like there's just a sense of urgency because this team's going to look very different going into next year. And you could be without your defensive coordinator – personnel changes could be made so the pressure I think is on McCarthy to get something done at least a playoff win or two because this team could look very different and Kevin I I think that's 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 interesting that you go there because that's where talking about guys that players love Mm -hmm. and that's Dan Quinn yeah and I I don't I don't like it but I hear it and all the grumblings and rumors are have started to, to the voices are starting to say his name at the top of these coaching vacancies that you see Kevin what do you think when you start to to well you start to understand that Dan Quinn may not be your DC even if Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. is here as your coach next year I mean I hope my hope is if Dan Quinn isn't here next year that Joe Witt becomes the new defensive coordinator here to okay. keep the continuity going and that he remains on the staff but I'm under the operation that Dan Quinn won't be here beyond this year because his name is just too hot right now, and I think he's got himself in the position to be able to be one of these next head coaches here in this cycle. Yeah, I don't see him going outside the building. I think it would be be either Witt or George Edwards. That would make the most sense. I mean, they both are in line for a job like that, and they both know all the personnel. I mean, heck, when they signed uh, um, Rhodes, on Saturday, I was thinking, I'm like, man, this is like George Edwards. Yeah, like, they're yeah. just going to get Anthony Barr, Rose, Circa yeah. uh, Alexander, uh, yeah. J. Ron Curse. Chris I'm probably Nolan. missing one. Yeah, yeah. Chris yeah. Nolan. Yeah, exactly. John Randall come out yeah. of the yeah. I think it would do it. In, I think it would stay inside the building. Don't you, Nick? Do you, or do you not? Yeah, I, it it also depends on if Quinn leaves. Like, you know, who is he taking True. with does him? Take somebody and, with him. Does he take? You know, he, can he be the coordinator there and all that? And, and do they have a Micah Parsons where you know where he's going or whatever? But that would be the one thing. That's the, where I thought you guys were going with this is the one thing that could change all of this about McCarthy is the Dan Quinn stuff because you know you're like all right, let's say it doesn't go well. Well, there's a reason I didn't bring that up, but go ahead. Right, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I just I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm watching these games. It ain't the same way as it was last year. I'm just like, no, this has to stay the same. I mean, right. if it goes to the direction where we're talking, where it would be a loss to Tampa Bay, 
I don't know if there's anybody in the building, anybody that I'm like, no, don't let that. You can't yeah. let that person go right, right. on top of. Again, I'm not just going off of, you know, there is something to be said for 2009 Saints where they are yeah. just rolling 13 and 0 and then they lose their last three games. And then like, they lose in the playoffs. You're like, yeah, it just kind of got off. Like this is would be the second year in a row where it started tailing off like this. That would be the second year you're losing the first round. At that point, there is nobody outside of okay, Micah Parsons. That I'm not like, no, you could never part with. Him. <laughs> There's nobody. I'm sorry. The the thing for him is if he if he doesn't have him ready to play in this game because he didn't have him ready last, right. last uh, year against the 49ers, and that's why Washington. Yeah, Washington. Right, but I'm talking about in this playoff. Yeah, yeah, game. yeah, yeah. And that's why when I look at okay, well. What happened against Washington the other day doesn't carry over. I mean, it last year it didn't. I mean, right. they, they they were rolling into the playoffs, and it certainly didn't carry over into the playoffs. So that that's what their hope is is that. But he's got to have them ready to, ready to play there. But the Dan Quinn part is is kind of interesting to me for what Jerry is paying him a lot of money. Don't know exactly what, but paying him a lot of money to be here. And if it you know if it doesn't work out in this game, I just wonder. I I don't think it would be McCarthy though. Maybe the coordinator, maybe one of the coordinators, though. So there will have to be a change, is yeah. what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to dance around. There will be a change if yeah. it doesn't go well. I just don't think it would be McCarthy, though. Yeah. That'd be wild. You Let's just say either one of the coordinators go, you would get rid of one of them who's got his defense number one in takeaways and turnover differential in back-to-back years. The other one had the number one offense and the number two offense in back-to-back years in the NFL. Like yeah. It's just wild to think about the changes that could be made based on the amount of success that both coordinators have had the last yeah. two years around here. The potential to lose two. I'm sure is the the not the move for the Dallas Cowboys, well, but it potentially is on the horizon and it could happen. And I know we got to go to break. I'll just say this: there's 23 free agents, I think, 23 unrestricted yes. yeah. guys. So especially on the defensive side of the ball, with with uh, like say Dan Quinn leaves, I mean he's gonna already he's gonna he's gonna have to take a few with him as well. You know those guys that, that love to play for him. So that's gonna be another th- challenge too is re-signing these guys that have to compete with him. But he can't take Micah. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't take Micah. Can't take Diggs. Nope. Can't take Diggs. Can't take Micah. And oh, I'll tell you, he's going to take. I, I can tell you right now. Curse. <laughs> Wilson. Donovan, Donovan Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Donovan. Uh, he. Yeah. From from what I was told in the off season, he he actually told some people, uh, Dan Quinn, that this guy right here, we don't use him enough. We don't play him enough. And mm. I've got a special. I got some packages for him that I think he could be really good this year. And so, Mike, obviously, he did lead the team in tackles this year. Uh, Van Der Esch got hurt, and he led the team in tackles. But, I mean, no he, sacks he, by defensive back this year, too. Yeah, Todd, yeah <laughs> almost franchise record. Five for a safety. Yeah. That, that's that's amazing. I mean, just, but but that just shows he used them in different ways. So Talk about a resurgence of a career, Donovan Wilson. For yeah. one, he was a, a guy that was was looked at as a bubble guy for a lot of camps, yeah. you know, and, and has turned his career around in this year. So maybe he will be another one of those guys that we lose. And you talk about Kevin, his team looking different. But I am keeping the media mash on the tracks. Yes, we're going to take our first break. We'll be right back with more media mash here on DallasCowboys.com. Back, back, back to back. media mash. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Dak Prescott and your Dallas Cowboys are headed to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in the wild card round of the 2022 NFL playoffs. Come out to the Miller Lite Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium for a free wild card watch party on Monday, January 16th. Cheer on the boys alongside the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and rowdy while enjoying lawn games, food trucks, music, and more. Gates open at 5.30 p.m. and kickoff is at 7.15. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash 2022 playoffs. You killed that, man. man. I, I would have messed up at least two or three words. It's my man. second time reading Okay. <laughs> I did stumble the first time. Doesn't matter. I can read it 12 times. I promise you I'd mess up something. Man, that. John, you too kind. John from Atlanta, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yo, back here on Media Mash and uh, Newey Scrubs will be back from Los Angeles after TCU took that destroying So. <laughs> what a game that did was! You see, did you oh, see his tweets from off the game? How he was talking no. about how they had like they had to hand out blankets because again, no, that's it's technically an outdoor stadium. Oh, it was getting oh so, yeah, and then so there's like rain blowing in, mm-hmm. so it was like super Aww. slippery out on the on the concourse. People were falling. They were like yeah. they just were not used to like the rain was coming in sideways off of you know how it's open behind the two end zones, and so yeah, to the media they were handing out blankets because it was like 50 degrees in there or something like that. Is Clearly, it? they did not plan for any of that to be there. Wow. You know? I've been I've been to training camp in Oxnard for what I don't know 17 18 years. I mean it's rained one time. Yeah, and when ever. it does it's a very short period of time. Yeah, I mean I didn't now I know that's LA but yeah. It's pretty biblical when it rains like that. I mean, people I thought, started to I thought there looking was a, for the end. Yeah, I, thought, I was gonna say, <laughs> I thought there was a song. You know, it it never, it, no, that's a lie. That's clearly, clearly, yeah. that's all made up, Nick, uh, because it did. Well, just just so you know, you know, Patrick Walker usually does this show on Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Nui usually does the show on Tuesday, but Nui's not here until tomorrow, right? And Nui's done a lot of apparently has done some talking on TCU, so. 
Patrick, I think, wanted to be on the show tomorrow. <laughs> so we traded so he could oh. be oh, on that's it. Nice oh, you, I want to be here oh, that's for that. Nice. And then for maybe, sure. that's nice. maybe if it comes up, they would talk about the Georgia. I thought it was me. I, I thank you for saying oh, that. No, no, I, no, no, no. He. Uh, well, your boy was in full Georgia regalia today on Talking Cowboys, so he was he was all good to go. <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, and he yesterday. Was <laughs> and and he yesterday, he told me Patrick, you know, is a huge Georgia fan, and and he may be listening right now. What's up, man? Uh, but um, <laughs> he he said that when he, after the game, Ohio State game, which he admitted was was you know was as close as it gets and too close for comfort. Um, but he said we'll win fifty five ten. I was like, wow. 55 to 10. He's like, yeah, we will absolutely destroy them 55 to 10 because the way, way that our team will play, we'll be so focused. We'll do, we, we'll just play, you know. Well, he shorted them 10 points. Good yeah, gracious. yeah, yeah. Wow. He was like, and, um, but he was right. I mean, you know, they just they dominated them. God, that was ugly. It is kind of funny, too, though, that like from the Not Vegas as- perspective, like you keep it at 13, 14 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that line was disrespectful to TCU. That's, well, I was going to say, because just, just for comparison's sake, folks, that's like comparing it to that was the line for that 49ers Arizona game. <laughs> that was the line for that Eagles Giants game. Yeah. Just to give you, so Vegas clearly didn't buy into the whole idea of like, <laughs> what a Cinderella story. This yeah, so hell no. You got to fool us with that one. Uh-uh. Not as much purple in the office today as yesterday. Mm. Mm. There was more purple in the stadium than I was expecting. That's, yeah. I mean, that's an expensive, the whole deal, the flight, the hotel. The well. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Then they and they were the dominant in the uh, where was it? Arizona was Arizona when they mm-hmm. beat Michigan. Mm-hmm. They definitely had the advantage there. I think Newey said 60, 70 percent was probably TCU fans. Yeah. Wow. Well, speaking of traveling well, we right. are going to need to travel well on Monday. <laughs> uh, we need to fix this. And obviously, you guys have been seeing this team for 17 games so far and have been here on the cusp of playoffs uh, last season. Where does this team, to you, uh, obviously after the Commanders lost, you're probably in the same place with a bunch of question marks. But going into the playoffs, fresh seasons, what is your expectation uh, going into Monday's game? Are you seeing a victory or are you one of those people that are on the fence and saying, "Mm, this could be Tom Brady making the last stand? I completely get where people would make the argument that this could be a good thing because, one, how they responded from losses this year. And then, two, just the fact of that that could be something where you're embarrassed and there's just you, you just have this there's no way that we're going to play like that again. And then you and you come back. And I just I, I don't believe that, though. I just have seen too much from this team this year for me to feel confident they're going to win this game. They could. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if they won the game. Um, but I'm not picking them to win the game. I just if I pick them to win the game, that goes against everything I've watched from this. And because I don't just. I just don't go off this year. There's too many pieces that are the same from last year. And just putting these last two years together, because I do believe that this system has been built over the last two years, they just have not shown me enough for me to feel confident they're going to win this game. And you don't care who they're playing? Uh, no, I mean, yeah. If they, I, I mean, if they're playing the Giants, I probably would pick them yeah. to win, yeah. Or, are you uh, not buying into the 2 4 2 4 2 4 2 um Formula here. What? I'm gonna say, what is that? What is what, that? But I know, I know what, what it is. Don't tell me. I'm like, did you make this up on the fly? No, I, I didn't. I thought you were about to start rhyming. Yeah, like, that's, that's something like that. Okay. In the in the preseason, they lost the first game, Denver. Okay. okay. Then they won two. Lost one, they won two. 
Then they lost to Tampa, and then they won four. four. Right. Then they lost to uh, Philly, and then they won two. Then they they lost to Green Bay. Then they ah, won four. I like then where you're they lost going to here. Then they won two. Oh, and, and now, now they about the four. I like the math. That's wow. Ooh, 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 wow. And, and, and that, again, that I, all of that is fun. Bars. But okay. again, <laughs> if, I, if I was to say that, that would take away. Nick, Nick, you know me as as well as anybody that covers the team. Like, I have no life outside of covering this team. So to sit there and just all of a sudden push away what takes up probably 75% of my life and just go off of some two for two for two for two for two for two. I mean, that was bars, though, John. You got to give him credit. That was being bars. Also, again, going back to the under, underdog thing and, and how I go off of recent history. Mm-hmm. And if I look at the last 10, 15 years of the NFL, I don't see any team that finishes a season the way that they did and then goes on a playoff run. I just don't I just don't see that. Not not. Now, there's teams that have gone on and lost their last couple games and then they went on and maybe they, they made a run. Uh, in the playoffs, but nobody that's that's gone on the run that this team is capable of doing. So for them to do that and make a deep playoff run to go to the NFC Championship game, it would it would surprise me a lot yeah. at this point. I mean, just, three they've won three road games in the playoffs in 42 years. Yeah. So to think that they're going to win three in three in weeks, one postseason. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's tough. tough. It, it sucks too because it's. They're just not a real team that like uh, a right. team that just so dominant. And I'm talking about in the NFC. The AFC's got as loaded with the yeah. franchise quarterbacks and all that. But in the NFC, it's so wide open that you're just like, yeah, there could be a moment in that Tampa Bay game where something big happens, just a play that things aren't going well and just sparks the rest of the team. Because I think this team's been flat for over a month, mm-hmm. and so maybe something happens. I thought I was wrong. I thought that Ty Hilton catch against Philly was going to be that the moment. thing that ignited. That would ignite it. Mm-hmm. And so there could be something that happens in Tampa Bay, whether maybe the chips are down, Micah comes up with a big play, mm-hmm. Dak, something happens there. And I do believe that you can get momentum real fast, especially against what's in the NFC this year. You know, you would be getting by Brady. There's no Aaron Rodgers. There just isn't that boogeyman quarterback that you'd be scared of left after that. So I could see them getting hot. But again, for me to say that right now, that I expect that to happen, mm. then I would be lying to you about yeah. what I've seen for the last month and but a half. You just, but what you just stated, obviously, was the rest of the NFC doesn't look dominant at all, no. basically, is what I'm taking yeah, yeah, out no. of that. I mean, I think San Francisco, it would to me is the team that you would worry the most about, and they have Brock Purdy at quarterback. Yeah, rookie at quarter. No one but he would be surprised if in the playoffs he just lays an egg in a game because, hey, that— He's a rookie. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. a rookie, right. And then, But I will say, 49ers are playing so well that even if he does that, I could still see him overcome mm-hmm. and win the game. But, Kevin, yeah. when you look at the, at the Cowboys— well, you look at the NFC, basically. Mm-hmm. Take the Cowboys in, into consideration, but when you see the NFC, are you saying to yourself, this is— an NFC division that's primed for the picking for the Cowboys, if they can get on a roll, are you saying, Mm-mm, I see way too many holes yeah. in this to even think that they could pull out four victories in a row? I think the part that concerns me most is that, and you were talking about how they looked flat over the last month, J. Ron Curse on Sunday said, I don't know why we aren't playing our best ball right now. And for one of the leaders on this team to have a pulse and say that they don't know what's going on, with their quality of play going yeah. into the playoffs and what to me is a wide and he open. He is clearly the most vocal yes. leader on that defense uh, in, when in terms of when it comes to talking to the media about things mm-hmm. but with the defense behind the scenes. And Micah's there too, but J. Ron Curse is, and again, I'm going over the entire season. Um, you know, I mean, there's a reason why when he says stuff, to me, it makes my ears break up because, yeah, yeah he's, he's got a big voice in that, in that locker room. And this is the first time that you've heard him yeah. speak like that. I mean, he's kept it real for me all season long. Okay. Like when I hear him talk and have quotes and things, like he's been the realest one I've heard. You know, talk about the things that's going on with this team. But I mean, this NFC you would think is wide open, given you talk about the quarterback play and what you see. 
The Cowboys, if, they, if you see the Cowboys team, I'm not saying they got to beat you know, everybody by 37 points, but the quality of play that you saw against the Minnesota Vikings, or even in the game against Green Bay where they blew the 14-point lead, that's the kind of football team this team can be. But they also are the same team that needed a 98-yard drive against the Houston Texans to win a football game at AT&T Stadium. So they are what they are. I think Sunday was a clear indication of what this team is and what they can't be sometimes. They can be the team that's 40-3 to over the Vikings, or they're also the same team that can be really inconsistent play down in the competition. I just was so stunned with how they played offensively and just how lost they looked on offense. Yeah. That, that was, to me— And no run was, game it either. Was stunning. <laughs> it was stunning how the passing game, how there wasn't— other than that that possession right before halftime, I thought there'd be at least two or three of those possessions in the second half. If you told me that Dak was going to play the entire second half, I'd be like, there'll be at least two more of those. This 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 will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. I'm not even telling you, I guarantee you they'd win the game. But the, how— Lost, they looked on offense. I just, I can't buy into. Oh no, no, no! Biotis will be back in that center. Everything will be fine. I just, I, I, I can't, I can't believe that. I just, it was stunning. Nick, when look, you, you've seen, you've been a part of Dak's career since he signed, mm-hmm. since he came on. This is probably the worst that you've seen number four look mm-hmm. in his seven years as as a Dallas Cowboy. And if it wasn't that one, it was Tampa Week One. It, Mm-hmm. Yes, one of the two. <laughs> that's what that's what I wrote. Usually, when someone says, "Boy, it all came full circle," that's a good thing. But it wasn't. the The season started like that, and then oh, it was good, and then it ended like that. Yeah. And uh, and then he had to go play him again. But I don't know. Is that where you were saying just where Dak where Dak's game was? Or? No, and no, you you hit the nail on the head when you when you say that. And so my my. Really, my question is about fixing Dak, knowing that you're going into a playoff, because yeah. now he's shown you that he is a turnover machine. Yeah. Uh, but this is the worst time to be even that. Those back-to-back throws, like just left you scratching your head. I don't care how you could be the most hardcore, <laughs> blame every interception on somebody else all season long. When you watch those two plays back to back again, Kendall stunning, like, really scary, whatever word you want to use. When is you're that, watching that, that's, is that an indictment? Is that did you say right that? That's the best papers. <laughs> so, I'm not the type of person that all of a sudden I see that now I'm just judging the rest of Dak's career or anything like well, that. Like I still think he's he's an excellent quarterback. I'm just saying this is the worst time to have that happen going yeah. into the playoffs, you know? Yeah, I mean, like to, before the game, everything was like, all right, you know, he's lost twice since he came back from injury, both yep. on the road, mm-hmm. both in overtime. And, you know, or, or you know, a lot of these interceptions are, you know, like I say all the time, it's, you know, this this is this is a really good volleyball team. So they'll, they'll, they'll set it up to, for other guys, you know. But you can't you can't take that, you know, for this Washington game, they just played like crap. And Dak did, I mean, that was one of Dak's worst games. He, it, it, they, they did not look interested in playing and blocking and, and anything, running. It was it was just as bad as you can get. And, you know, as you said that earlier about you don't see teams that do this, and then make a run, you know. I mean, it's it's happened, but it usually happens. So I, hold on, I looked it up. So this is what I got. I'm, actually write, I'm actually writing about this. See, so you tomorrow. messed up. You see, he's like, he's I, that's why I stopped you because I just didn't want to take it any further because I didn't got, want you to say something. He got so, I'm writing about this for tomorrow for, on the Athletic. So, 2017, the Jags, they lost their last two games. Were 10 and six, and then they went on to go to the AFC Championship game against the Patriots. Then you go back to 2015. Patriots lost their last two games of the regular season. They went on to go to the uh, AFC Championship game. They lost to the Broncos. Okay, 2012, the Ravens, they lost four of their last five games, and obviously they went on to go to win the Super Bowl that year. And then 20, uh, 2009, Saints. the Saints and the Colts both lost at the end of the season. They each lost uh, the Saints three games, the Colts two. And so 
But that's 2021, nobody. 2020, no. 2019, 18, 16, 14, 13, 11, 10. Nobody made it to the AFC or NFC championship. But you're saying there's a chance. Oh, but hold on. (laughs) Hold on. Not really. Because also, all of those teams also, their first playoff game was at least at home. Yeah. And none of them played in their last game as bad as the Cowboys did in their game. I'm just I would use them as example because yeah. they they didn't finish the season strong. You know they finished the season. I just went back and I looked at every single see, team for the last 13 but if you years. Went 10 years from now and you were trying to do this again, you wouldn't even you'd skip over the Cowboys because you would nope. just be like they I'm, want two out of three to finish the season. No, no, no. I'm talking off of teams that went to the AFC or NFC championship. Yeah. So I wouldn't count the Cowboys because I didn't. I wouldn't. I mean, you'd have to go back. And there, why would I go back to the '90s? Because all those teams would never have lost late in the season right. like that. So I was just going off of teams that made it to the AFC NFC championship game. Because if you go back to, if you go back to um, training camp. Mm-hmm. You know, that was one of those things. I mean, Jerry said they need to be viable in the playoffs. And so I didn't take that as, man, hopefully they beat Tampa. It was to, can this team put it together to make a deep run? So if you're content with, hey, beat Tampa, lose the next, what I'm saying is not for you. I'm talking about this team on paper, health-wise, and where they are, coaching staff, obviously coaching staff, that people want to take their coaches from them. This, just much like last year, is set up for a team to make a deep run. It shouldn't be, man, if they could just win one playoff game. No, everything's there. Yes, did they have injuries to Biotish and, and Van Der Esch and, and Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis? Of course. That's not injuries to Trayvon Diggs, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, C.D. Lamb. They have so many key pieces that are there to go make this run. And let's be honest, other teams have... Tons of key injuries too. Nobody gets here unscathed. So that's what I'm saying. Like it just the recent history is is definitely not on their side. John Machado, ladies and gentlemen, he has so many facts in that phone of his. I don't know what else he has. <laughs> yeah. uh, Nick, why don't we just hold on to that? Right, whatever you were about. No, 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 no. What were you gonna, were you gonna say? You said about the nineties. Oh, well, I mean, no one cares about. <laughs> back in the '90s, I mean, I do remember. I do remember '95 when they won the Super Bowl. They were they were a train wreck. I mean, yeah. the Cowboys were a train wreck right then, just dealing with a lot of issues. Had no no business, you know, even even going to the uh, playoffs. And and uh, I mean, they go into the playoffs, but they didn't think they'd have home field, and they kind of backed into home field, and then they they took it from there. But I mean, of those teams though, I was mentioning, I think the Ravens are the best example yeah. for this Cowboys team because they had to go it's on the Joe road. Flacco. Yeah. yeah, they had to go on the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, they didn't and, have a home game. I don't know if they did or not. Okay. I want to say right. that they, 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 might have, they, might have, yeah. they might have had their first game. But even yeah. that's the best example because yeah. even if you go back to 09, I mean, we're talking about Drew Brees and that Saints, Peyton Manning and that Colts team. You know, I mean, I don't know you if know, that's exactly but, a good comparison. Yeah, and, and, and this is where I'm just interested to see how it's all going to work because, because these – and, and, and McCarthy said, like, this team's human, you know, players are human and all that, which nobody liked to hear that. But it, it is true from the standpoint of every time they've done anything in the last six weeks, most of, you know, whether it be talk radio or whatever, like, like everyone's over it. Like, yeah. everyone's over it. Like, like, we'll see what they do in the playoffs or, you know, great, this, but they're, they're going to, they're gonna, you know, break my heart in the playoffs or whatever. Everybody's looking at the playoffs. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's only human nature for the Cowboys not to. So I think they've done a pretty good job up until Sunday of, like, sticking to it, sticking to it. They 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 lied and said that they were they were focused on winning that game when they weren't they were not whether yeah. they wanted to win is fine but they they didn't come out and play you know what the team looks like it looks like a team that honestly the Vikings win said to them we're ready mm-hmm. we'll mess with anybody out there let's start the playoffs right now and ever since then it's kind of like 
All right, we'll, do, <laughs> we'll go through the motions. We know we can, and they kept winning and kept winning and kept winning. And then that Washington game, if it wasn't for that Washington game, I would not feel the way that I do. But that Washington game, to hey, me, was jarring. That's dangerous. John. You're talking about flipping a switch. Two, four, two, four, two, four, right. two, four, two. We're going to take our last break here on Media Match. We'll be right back. <laughs> Got you. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. This sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweets is head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. What's in John Machota's blue phone? We don't know, but it's full of facts, and we're scared of them. Uh, don't make it. Don't have a hot take, because John Machota going to shoot you down. you down with them facts. Hey, what? The numbers. I'm glad you said that. I'm writing a story <laughs> specifically about that. I just didn't want you to go too far with something. Not that you were, but I didn't know what you were going to say, so I just wanted to. I wasn't going back to the uh, Ravens. And yeah. I didn't Jeez. Know that. But I was going back to the Saints in 09. I do remember yeah. that. Because I remember when the Cowboys beat the Saints yeah. that that started that run, mm-hmm. and it was like they were thirteen and zero, and the Cowboys came in. And look what we did! Look, yeah. we got we made footballs. It's like, yeah, they lost to the Bucks too. You're like, what? <laughs> Damn! <laughs> and they lost again. You're like, Damn! <laughs> Why does this keep happening? Oh man! So guys, this this last question, last segment here. I want to I want to outline the good, the bad, the ugly of the season because you've had a seventeen game. I got the ugly. All right. Okay. And you got the you, touche. Nick has the ugly cover. Week one, week oh, 18. Wow. That was the ugly. Wow, thanks. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go good, bad, and ugly. So, Kevin, what you got, man? Uh, I'll take the bad, I guess. Okay. Um, you gonna give John the good? That's fine. I mean, he's got, all, he's got all the facts, so I mean, it's only natural, <laughs> okay. I guess. I would say the no, bad would deep. be the run game the second half of the season because Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, the balance that they had offensively was fun to watch and helping Cooper Rush in this defense and winning games. 
the second half of the year, the run game has really not been what you wanted it to be, given how effective they were and what they needed to be for this offense. So that would be the bad for me, alongside with you know the defense at times. But the run game, to me, is what bothers me right now. Yeah, the good is definitely that Vikings game. That's the best I've seen the Cowboys since I've covered yeah. the team. That, to me, will always be the game I look at. And uh, since then, I've heard players in the locker room, they, you know, they mentioned that, like the getting back to that, playing to that level. It just so complete on both sides. Uh, when I saw that, and again, I would have been impressed if they did that to anybody above the Bears and Texans. I don't want to go that low, but anybody else. But then the fact that, I mean, it's a team that, that you know, yeah. won the NFC North. That is, it's a playoff team. So to do that and, and just play that thorough on on all I mean man if that was if that was the game that they just played on Sunday if they finished the, the season with that Vikings game man everybody would be picking the Cowboys to win the yeah. Super Bowl you know the the Vikings are 8 and 1 at home this year just like Dallas 8 and 1 at home and they out, they've outscored their opponents by 16 points at home so the other, <laughs> and it's because of that 37 yeah. point loss that kind of <laughs> screws that whole thing. Cowboys have outscored their opponents at home eight and one. They've outscored by 90. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of what you should do when you win most of those games. But but that's why the Vikings. You know, the Vikings are an interesting team because they they won so many close games. They're winning year. games. Yeah. It's so funny that these games the are, are like TCU. Are, really? Are, are, oh. are long? Oh, I mean, seriously, think about it. They win a lot of games. And, and and you're like, really? Are they, are they that good? And no one ever thought the Vikings were that good. They're like, yeah, yeah they're record, but they're, you know. But then they kept winning, and they kept winning until they faced somebody that just kind of stomped them. But It's just funny how the games, like, you normally you, you care most about what happens in the second half or in the fourth quarter of these games. But it's funny how often something will happen early in the game and just sets the tone for the rest of the game. And I think of in Washington, you know, just the special teams, that yeah. errors that are just so uncharacteristic of this team. But then I think of that Vikings game, man, when, when Mike on that very first chance to rush the passer, mm-hmm. sack, fumble, I mean, it just set the tone yep. for the rest of that game. It was like one of those things where as soon as I saw that happen, I was like, if this game, if they win this game, Convincing. I didn't think it would be that way. I'm like, I'm writing about that play because that is just, that was so crazy how that happened. The very first time he gets a chance to rush the passer, not only gets the sack, but he gets the fumble and it just took the air out of what I think might be the loudest building, or it's one of, maybe I just feel that way because it's an open air press box, but so loud in there (laughs) up until that point. And it just like, it set the tone for that. I mean, if you could start, if you could pick a way to start that game against Tampa, that would be the perfect way to do it. And it's also how that, you've got to remember how the game was week before against Green Bay. And and Parsons was kind of neutralized again. Didn't do a whole lot. He he kind of called out as the week Kirsten started talking as well. They had a team Mm -hmm. meeting, you know, all that stuff about making plays, being accountable was the word. And then three, three plays into that, game here he comes rushing you know Kirk Cousins who the one thing I, I will not be saying at the end of this season is we'll always have Minnesota so I do not want to be, <laughs> I don't I don't want to come back and say we'll always have Minnesota yeah you can say, you can say right. that honestly you can say that every year last What's, year they, they won it with uh Cooper Rush in Minnesota the year before they won it with Andy Dalton in Minnesota I mean the Cowboys yeah. just have their number up there they do give me the ugly Ugly, I think, was was just the game Sunday. I mean, you can make a case for week one with all the injuries and stuff, too, but at least there was some time, to, you know, some, some reflection there. But just the way that they played that game, knowing that there were boxes of NFC East 
champion hat somewhere in that in the sideline. <laughs> I never even thought of that. Room. I never even thought about that. Yeah, they're, they're getting they're getting shipped out somewhere. Ecuador. Right yeah, yeah, somewhere. Like, I want one. Uh, somewhere. <laughs> you want one of those? Yeah. No, don't give John one of those hats. Twenty twenty two NFC East champions. Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. Some, I never even thought about. That. That's a good point. Oh yeah. Somewhere there's there's you know Buffalo Bills Super Bowl champion hats. You yeah. Know, from the nineties. I want one of those too. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> they were there. They were there. And, and, and T-shirts or whatever, but they didn't play like that. And and like you said, it was just drop fumble. I mean, Turpin and anger and and but just that offensive line couldn't block anyone. I mean, it was just an ugly. Ooh, they game. miss Terrence Steele right now, man. What if Mike McCarthy oh, showed them those shirts and hats before the game, and it backfired? Be, I use that as wow. an example because well, Mike McCarthy is like really well known for he had all the guys on the Packers get sized for their rings the night before the Super Bowl. Uh, when they beat the uh, Steelers, Steelers. Really? so oh, wow. yeah. Hopefully, he, hopefully he didn't do that. <laughs> let, please not let that be a story yeah. that you feel right you on. discover, right? Jeez, that'd be the last thing that we need to see. What's Micah's hat size? Oh <laughs> my! Pause. We don't need that, uh, guys. I will say this. Profound amount of respect for the three of you. Thank y'all for letting me rock with y'all today on Media Mash. I appreciate it. That's been our time. Newish Grows will be back in the building on tomorrow. So for my man Nick Eatman, for Kevin Gray, for John Machota from Atlanta, uh, we did it again, guys. Thank you so much. (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?